Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with the Astrology Archetype Series. So the next archetype uh, is our Earth Archetype. So what's interesting is, for those of you who do know a little bit about astrology or are familiar with the charts and all of that, you'll notice that there is not an Earth sign, right? We have all of the planets in the solar system, we have them in certain signs and in certain houses in our chart. So that includes the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, and then Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. We also have asteroids, um, which is a whole nother topic that I might cover down the line, but the main other two placements in the chart that sometimes we do focus on as astrologers are things like the North and South nodes, which are the destiny nodes, um, Chiron, which is an important asteroid within the chart that talks about our wounds, the woundings that we carry from various lifetimes, lineages um, that we're here to heal. Um, things like the midheaven and, you know, other different kind of placements within the chart that do give us a good idea of like things like our purpose, you know, our, our greatest potential. Um, <clears throat> but we don't have an earth sign in astrology, which I find funny because of course we're on earth. So in human design, actually, they do have earth signs as part of the human design chart. So I found that interesting that human design included um, an earth sign as part of the kind of blueprint. And in human design, your earth sign is the opposite sign or what we call the sister sign of your sun. So if you've ever looked at your human design chart, um, it will give you a blueprint. Now, human design, as a total side note to this, I view human design as it gives us uh, a deeper idea of our energy system because we all are unique, right? So we all operate very differently. So for me, human design tells us a lot about our particular energy system and how our particular unique energy system works. And it's based on the I Ching. And so we get to see, you know, the various chakra systems that are either defined or undefined in our chart, which gives us a unique energy system. And then we get to see, of course, the placements of the planets as well and what gates they are in. So human design works off of gates. Um, and each gate kind of represents a different purpose and has a different challenge to it. So it is very similar, but I view it more as understanding our energy systems. And I view the astrology chart as more of the blueprint of the essence itself. Um, so kind of the flavor and the purpose and the um, personality of our essence, whereas the human design chart gives us a lot of insight into how that essence is actually expressed into the world through the type of energy system that our body carries, right? So I thought to myself, well, that actually makes a lot of sense to me that in terms of balance, right? Because we're always seeking to come into balance. So when I do astrology readings and I look at charts, uh, those of you that have done a reading with me, you'll know that the first thing that I cover is I look at the core 
um, at the core placements of the blueprint, which are the first five planets that I'm covering in this series, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, those are going to make up the core of your blueprint. The other planets have a lot to do with different experiences that we are, you know, kind of signed up to have also different kind of higher aspects that we end up integrating once we've done the spiritual work. But the core five is really our blueprint. It is the core of our essence. So I look at those first and I look at the elements that are there because there are four elements in nature and also in astrology. Now there is the fifth element, which is simply spirit. And spirit lives within all things and within all elements. So it kind of is the glue that unites it. But the four elements of nature and the four elements within astrology is earth, air, fire, and water. So I look at the core blueprint and I see which elements are missing. There are rare occasions where some people have all of the elements. They tend to be very gra- very well-rounded. That's a more rarity. Um, most of us, including myself, are missing one to two, sometimes even three of the elements. So we have to actively incorporate those other elements into our life, both on a practical level and on an energetic level to keep ourselves balanced, to keep ourselves well-rounded. So we are always seeking to come into balance, right? And so it made a lot of sense to me. And I did, you know, get the download that our earth sign, if we were to have that in a chart, would in fact be the sister sign of your sun. That is because the sun's energy, as the sun is very powerful, right? It is the probably the most powerful planet that we have in the solar system. And I mean that only because it has the most effect, right? The sun, it it greatly affects us. It greatly affects our consciousness, as does the moon, of course, but the sun is the brightest, the biggest, right? So in order to be balanced, when we look at our charts, the sun's archetype holds a lot of weight. It holds a big piece of your blueprint or your essence. Now, as I did say, the one thing that I, that I will talk about a lot throughout this series is the fact that the feminine essence has been diminished both in a, on a societal level, on a consciousness level. And we can see that with, with also the planetary archetypes, the way that, um, only, you know, only two planets have been kind of identified as being feminine, that being the moon and Venus, while every other planet has been um, pretty much labeled masculine. And that is just a reflection of the consciousness. In truth, many of those other planets are actually feminine. Now, again, interesting to note is that astrology has not included Earth, as a placement or an archetype within the chart. Again, that is another example of the way that the feminine archetypes and the feminine essences have been cut out because earth is very feminine. It is mother earth, mother nature. So we live on a feminine planet. So in order to understand how to round ourselves out and how nature and spirit and source is always seeking to come to, to come into balance, 
is that we have to take into consideration the earth sign um, because that is a very important feminine archetype within our blueprint that we have kind of overlooked. And it would make, it makes very much sense to me on an intuitive level that our earth sign would be the sister sign of the sun because the sun having this huge magnitude of power within our charts, you know, some astrologers, you know, believe that the sun carries 70% of the essence, you know, so whatever sign and house you would have your sun and that that would make up 70% of your essence or your personality. And it goes the same for human design. So you can see the weight that they've given to the sun sign, which kind of led to you know, the more mundane astrology of like horoscopes and things like that, which are based solely on the sun sign. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the sun carries 70% of the essence, um, again, because it's so yang. It would be completely imbalanced for 70% of our essence to be dominated by the yang element only. Um, which is the external expression of who we are. Again, we talked about the sun, kind of how it works. I feel that in terms of our core archetype, our core blueprint, as I said, I look at the big five, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars. Included in that, though, is earth. And our earth sign is who we are on this planet, it is the expression of our essence here on this planet. And that particular sign must be balanced with the sun. Again, because the sun holds a lot of weight there, right? It's, 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 it takes up a lot of our energy um, that is always being expressed through our sun's archetype. Again, we talked about the moon and how we've, we have very much... Um, I think, put aside our moon and our internal self in favor of this very external world and, you know, our external personalities. So the moon must be integrated and the earth sign must also be integrated. So when we talk about how it is the sister sign, this can also maybe give you insight as to maybe why you've never felt a strong resonance with your sun sign. There's a lot of people who don't really fit the bill, right, of the typical expressions of their sun sign archetype. Um, and that's why I always say, well, you got to look at the whole chart, right? Because the moon holds a lot of an effect. Uh, all of the planets do. And that usually gives you a greater insight. But even with that being said, there's usually a piece of us kind of missing from uh, from the blueprint, you know, why, why are we a certain way? Our, our essence and our personality here on earth is a certain way, right? We come in with this unique coding and that to me is the earth sign. So when you look at your chart and you look at your sun sign, we can look at this as the Holy Trinity in a way. Um, a lot of astrologers, call they they do reference kind of the trinity aspect of of the charts and they'll often refer to the big three if you've ever seen astrologers like oh what are your big three and that would be the ascendant sign the sun and the moon sign now again astrology is an art 
So everyone has a different way of interpreting charts. Everyone has a different way of interpreting um, planets and archetypes and all of that. And because it's an art form, it's totally intuitive. Um, there is that kind of left brain structure to it where you do have to kind of understand the basics of astrology and the way that it works. But then the rest is right brain. The rest is intuitive. So for me personally, I have never felt that the ascendant sign has a big, um, has a big play on the actual essence. So I will just quickly cover the ascendant sign because I'm not going to do an archetypal series on that just because to me, from my experience, the ascendant really isn't that. It's not really a key part of the blueprint. What I do view it as is, again, as I talked about, we are all a solar system within ourselves, right? So we all have an auric field that surrounds us. And that auric field is a lens. So when you walk into a room, when you first meet someone, when you first interact with anyone or anything for the first time, the world is seeing you through the lens of your ascendant, through your auric field. Everyone's auric field holds a different vibration, a different flavor, a different um, <clears throat> vibe, if you will. And it's also the way through which we view the world. So it's a lens through which we see outside of ourselves and through which others see us. And our auric field is the way that we navigate the world. So I call the ascendant the first impression sign because I feel that it rules the auric field. So this goes to, it's kind of our, our, our natural and organic way of attracting certain people, places, and things to us that are a match, that are in vibrational resonance to our auric field. And we naturally and organically push away certain people, places, and things that are not a match to our auric field. So for instance, when you first meet someone, you typically know off the bat whether you vibe with them or not, right? first impressions go a long way. Now, with that being said, of course, sometimes our first impressions are wrong, right? Sometimes we meet someone and we don't vibe with them. We have judgment. We, we don't really, they don't seem like they match up with us. And then later we, we get to know them and maybe that view changes, right? That is because the auric field can also have a shadow, you can either be viewing the world through a shadow lens or you can be viewing it through a higher lens. And again, that's with all of the archetypes. Every planet, planet, if it's wounded, will act from a wounded state. Remember, the planets are the how. How is the energy being expressed? And so all of the planets have a wounded state to them. It's when that planetary archetype in your solar system has not been embraced or has not been utilized in the higher way. It's a it's wounded, so it either gets repressed, those those modes of expression that are the planets in your solar system, they either get repressed or they become reactive, right? It's only when we come to really harness the true energy of that planet, the true modality of that expression, that 
we, we get to utilize that planetary energy within us for its higher purpose. And then when we are going to get to the signs, the archetypes of consciousness, we will also talk about the shadows of those. Those are from when we are in lower behavioral patterns, emotional patterns, mental patterns, also from experiences. We come to then express those archetypes. Those are the what what is being expressed. We express those in a shadow state versus a higher state. So the auric field can also be damaged. So meaning if you look at the sign that rules your ascendant, which is your auric field, that can be in a shadow state, which means you will attract people, places, and things to you that are a vibrational match, but they're not we wouldn't say they're good, right? That's why sometimes we'll tend to attract the same kind of people into our lives that repeat these lower patterns. And we don't know why your auric field is damaged. That archetype is not, is not being utilized for the higher. Your auric field has become clouded. So you are seeing the world through a damaged lens and thus you are attracting those same types of people, places, and things. When you utilize your auric field energy, your ascendant sign in its highest archetype, in its highest form, you will then attract certain people, places, and things that are a vibrational match on a higher level. So that auric field is the way we navigate the world. When we walk into an environment and it doesn't feel good to us, that's your auric field. That's your lens. When someone meets you and immediately doesn't like you, that is their auric field interacting with your auric field and it's not matching. These are based on those archetypes. So for me, the ascendant sign has a lot to do with the auric field and the way in which you navigate the world and which the world sees you. Now you can't, we have no control over the way the world sees us, right? Because everybody's looking through their own lens and if their lens is damaged, that's how they're going to see everything. That's why we say, don't take anything personally. We only have control over our auric field over the lens through which we see the world, the way we interact with the world. So a lot of astrologers do focus on those big threes. I feel the Trinity is in fact your sun sign, your moon sign, and your earth sign. That's going to make up the Trinitary aspect of who you are at your core. And then when we get into, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, those play a big role in the core of your blueprint as well, but they are completely different expressions. They, they are still a big part of who you are, but I would say that is the trinity uh, of your archetypes. So if you look at your sun sign, okay, and you say, like, for instance, if you have your son in Leo, okay, in the third house, for instance, right? Your earth sign would be the exact opposite of that in order to create balance. So your earth sign would actually be Aquarius and it would be in the ninth house, which is the opposite house. Okay. Um, and so this is how I feel that we are coming into balance. So it, it's really interesting. So I'll just give you, I'll try to give examples, um, of just my own chart through this because, <clears throat> um, just to, to give an idea, right? So my sun is in Libra. My moon is in Capricorn. Okay. Now my ascendant's also in Libra. So I have a lot of Libra archetype that I have to work with. 
Um, so my son is in Libra, but it's in the 12th house. So it has a very unique flavor to it there because the 12th house is ruled by Pisces. So I won't express in the same way as if my son was, let's say, in the fifth house. It would be a completely different sun expression. So I have my son in Libra in the 12th house. I have my moon in Capricorn in the third house. So I work a lot with those, those two placements and archetypes. They are very core to who I am. Now, with that being said, my big five, the core of my blueprint, I am missing two elements, water and fire. So I have to actively incorporate those elements on a practical level, of course, and on an energy level to make sure I'm balanced. Because if I'm all air and earth, I'm missing those, those core elements. Now with my son in Libra, that is air. It is in the 12th house, which is a house of water. So that does give me a little bit of that water style energy. My moon is in Capricorn, which is earth. It is in the third house, which is ruled by Gemini which is an air house. So again, I have the continued theme of, of air and earth. I do get a little bit of water from that sun in the 12th house, but it makes a lot of sense to me where my earth sign is actually Aries, which is fire. And the opposing house for me there would be the sixth house, which is ruled by Virgo and it's another earth house. So I have now incorporated in a way all of the elements into my trinity, into the core of my blueprint. And it's, it's hard to uh, kind of, you know, we, we can't on a daily basis try to think about all these things, but it, it's really good to, I think, look at what your earth sign and house would be. Because when we can integrate that with your son's placement, and the house that that's in, and the moon placement and the house that that is in, it gives us a very well-rounded understanding of the core of who we are and the core of what we're here to express and embody here on this plane. Because I'll tell you, before I felt into this, um, you know, I would say that I, I always have been able to express f uh, fire very naturally. I do have a fiery personality in many moments. Um, fire being a lot of action and initiative, which I just naturally have always had. And so if I were to look at my, my chart just as it is, I might not be able to see where that's coming from, right? Because the, the rest of my chart, it doesn't necessarily express where that fire and that initiative and that kind of bold action, which has always come very naturally to me, it's not present in the chart. But taking into consideration the earth sign placement, it makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense that I can't believe I didn't realize it before. Um, but that's the evolutionary astrology, right? It doesn't, it doesn't come until it comes. And so the earth, the earth element, right? And the sign that you have and the placement that you have is an important part of the chart because to deny our, you know, the earth sign to me, as I have felt into it, it is the natural expression of who you are on this earth, right? The rest of the chart gives us the essence. It gives us uh, the pieces of, of 
of self that we have come into anchor in that if we look at the chart as a whole, it, it encompasses our entire essence, all the pieces of self that are coming into this one incarnation. But who we are here in earthly bodies, you know, with our earthly personalities and our earthly kind of um, divine desires, right? Because the lower desires, wants, needs, all of that, that's, that's very egoic. But we, we do come in with this kind of divine desire, like we're here for something. We're, we're all have that internal knowing that we're on this planet for a purpose. And sometimes it takes us a while to kind of find that purpose. And the purpose is always to be, to be who you are. And then everything else naturally follows. So the earth sign is, to me, it's very much embracing who you are in this particular incarnation, who you are as a vessel here on this planet with all of your experiences, with all of your, you know, quirks and uniqueness. And it's your earthly self that cannot be denied because when we cut off the feminine archetypes, right? When we focus solely on all these masculine archetypes, we lose the essence of ourselves because the, the yang energy is externalized. That's by its nature. That's what it is. It's external. It's forward movement. It's action, right? It's, it's initiative. It is the art of doing, right? The, the art of active creating. But the feminine essence is the art of being oneself, to know oneself, to have feeling and intuition and contemplation. And is with, it is through the feminine archetypes and the feminine energy within that we actually create. Because every creation starts first with a feeling, with a creative urge, starts with an intuitive knowing. It starts with imagination, with a dream, if we take that out, we are just blindly doing. We are blindly acting. We are blindly creating. And usually that is coming from external forces, right? When we don't have the feminine archetypes to ground us within ourselves, within our own bodies, within this earth, within this plane, we cannot truly create. We are just blindly doing. It's like ants on a farm, right? And you've seen those ant farms, those ant piles. They're just running around doing things. That's kind of what humanity has become because there's no connection to the inner self, to the soul, to the feminine archetypes of being, of allowing, of allowing creation to gestate within so that when we do take action, it has intention, it has foundation. Otherwise, we are just simply blindly doing, blindly acting, and blindly creating. And when we blindly create through constant activity, our creations have no foundation. They have no depth. They have no spirit within them. So the earth sign is who you are here, who you are here and now. And that piece of you has to be embraced as well with all of its shadows right? We have to look at the shadow so we can come into the higher. So 
look at your charts, get it, get a little bit in tune with that and see how the interplay of those, those Trinity energies are really working for you. The sun, the moon, and the earth sign and how, and how those work together and how that piece of your solar system can come into harmony. Um, of course, if anybody would like assistance, if you're looking, you know, for a deeper dive into your chart, into your blueprint, you know, to look at all of these things, please feel free if you're guided to book a session with me. It's always up on the, the site at 5dfulldisclosure.org uh, under the sessions and events tab. So I love you all and I'll be back soon.